Oh, hey there, guys. Uh, before we get into the show, uh, this podcast has actually been getting pretty big. Uh, so Zach and I landed some uh, corporate sponsorships. So uh, before we get to the episode, uh, I just want uh, to read you a few ads. Won't take up too much of your time uh, from some of our uh, treasured sponsors. Uh, so here we go. Do you do you love getting loot boxes? Do do you do you hate uh, that you have to sleep on the same mattress uh, for sometimes even months at a time? Get rid of that poverty feeling and subscribe to Mattress Box. That's right. Why would you limit yourself with the same old boring mattress? Uh, so, some people uh, studies have found, and this is shocking to me, uh, will sometimes sleep on the same. A mattress for multiple months heck sometimes years uh, it's just disgusting uh, I mean once you have podcast money like this and we know we target a wealthy audience uh, you shouldn't have to sleep on the same mattress all the time uh, so mattress box is innovative uh, because we'll send you a new mattress every month it's a, it's always a surprise the the brand and the style how firm or soft it is uh, and so you'll real I think you'll really enjoy the, t- the mattresses they send you uh, use code bad uh, to let them know we sent you there, and you'll get $10 off your first 20 mattresses. Alright guys, we know that you're all thinking about buying that second or even third house. I know Zach was just uh, looking at, get, he just liked the house next to his, so he just went ahead and bought that house as well. Uh, so, uh, we have a very special sponsorship here from Second Living, uh, that... They would love to help you buy your second home. Uh, use code Zach's Money, and we'll throw in a Range Rover uh, with your purchase of a second house. All right, this next sponsor we made a very special deal with uh, because we we've gotten word that a certain member of our audience uh, his rash just uh, won't go away. Um, we're really concerned uh, about you, Ezra. That uh, that rash on your foot has been there for months now. I uh, know that uh, you don't really want to go to the doctor to get it looked at, but we really think you should. And that's why we partnered with Dr. Quigley's uh, Rash Cream. Um, I haven't needed the product myself, so I can't really vouch for it. Uh, I'm not really a piece of garbage. Uh, I actually take care of my skin, but I'm told that this is exactly what you need. Uh, so if you're Ezra, use code Ezra's Bad Skin, and you'll get 10% off your first five treatments. That's right, 10% off your first five treatments. Uh, get the help you need. And finally, our last sponsor. Uh, don't you just hate mail? Um, well, the United States Postal Service insists on continuing to send you mail. I know they sent it to me. Um, so this, this isn't really a discount of any sort, but they've requested that if you pay them money now, uh, they, they promise they'll send you less mail. Uh, yeah, this is kind of a threat. Uh, if they don't comply, then they're actually going to send you even more junk mail. Uh, please, they, they have my family. Uh, I'm begging you. Dear God, please give money to the United States Postal Service. This... There's not even a discount code. Uh, This is not a joke. Uh, God, please just send them some money. Uh, You can just drive to your nearest uh, post office and give them an envelope labeled Paul's Ransom, uh, and they might actually release my wife and children. Uh, So I really appreciate that help. Uh, With all of that, uh, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Give a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbed in the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his knives and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man I believe I've passed the age Consciousness and righteous rage I found that just survived 
Well, we're back um, from our drunken episode. Indeed, quite a, ram- a quite a display of rambunctiousness. But uh, we're back in our comfortable penthouse studio loft. Um, oh yes, yeah. I, uh, I, I I've I, traded. I, no, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, I actually traded at, uh, after so imbibing so much uh, alcohol last time. I've traded out for some tea that I imported from Japan that uh, is really. Uh, matching mm. the collection of cheeses that I'm eating right now as we prepare to jump into this episode. The Japanese do make good tea. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid I gave my butler the uh, the remainder of the day off uh, since he worked so hard scrubbing my golden toilet last week. So I feel uh, like yeah. he deserved a break. I think I can handle myself for at least one night. But of course, yeah. <laughs> my personal chef, uh, I, I have not extended the same luxury. I still expect my uh, chicken cordon bleu tonight. Exactly seven thirty. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. Hey, uh, Jerry. Yeah, you, uh, Jerry, the intern. Come over here real quick. Um, I seem to have left um, my my sparkling water in my Ferrari. Could you could you go get that out for me? I'd I'd really like. I don't want to be parched in the middle of this episode. I'd really appreciate that. Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, Jerry, hang on a second. I'm sorry. Uh, which. Uh, which Ferrari, Ferrari uh, are you referring to? Just for oh. clarification's purposes, I, I I wouldn't want Jerry to touch the wrong one. I know how you prize your interiors. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good point. Uh, it's so both of them have a blue exterior, but it's the one with the charcoal leather seats, not the mm. black leather seats. So please don't go in the one with the black leather seats. Uh, the one with the charcoal leather seats. And Jerry. Yes, because you bring my Gucci slides up when uh, you're on your way back. I, my feet are they're getting quite cold. Thank you. He's going to have his hands full. That's okay. <sighs> he can handle it. That's what we pay him the big bucks for. Oh, yes. Exactly minimum wage. Oh, goodness. My uh, $1,700 uh, uh, speakers for my $17,000 laptop just were going <laughs> off. So let me silence those really quick. That's... That's really unfortunate. Oh, that's okay. No, I I understand completely. I I too have expensive electronic equipment that I can't think of what to reference now. Uh, I just have so many different <laughs> electronics that cost uh, uh, so, uh, invariably so much money that I just I'm having a hard time recalling one specific piece of electronic. Perhaps my uh, gigantic 80 inch TV, or uh, maybe a a computer of some sort that is both expensive and powerful. Yes. We, we both have both of those things, and we've gotten them very recently through um, ambitious business maneuvering. Oh, goodness. I'm sorry, Paul. I, it, uh, as a matter of fact, I just recalled um, my secretary just whispered something into my ear. If you remember, we actually have a 3 o'clock tennis and then a round of 18 at the country club uh, later today, so we probably should get the show on the road. Yeah, make that a round of 19, and I'm in. Sure, I'm. 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 I mean, I, I guess I, we can I, buy an additional hole. I, I called ahead, and they're installing a 19th hole as we speak. Oh, perfect! Uh, I, I'm glad you people are right on that. They're very prompt. Oh yes, that's that's why we paid them the big bucks. I don't know if if our listeners can tell, but we've mentioned big bucks a few times here. I can't wait to Scrooge McDuck dive into my pool of coins later today after a nice. Uh, Expedition in the hot sun playing 19 holes of golf. Mm, yes. 
Well, uh, since our appointment's coming up, I guess we should move on. Uh, this is episode 24 of Not All Bad, and uh, I'm sober. And also, I'm your host, Zach Andrews. And this is your other sober host, Paul Messman, who is ready to Scrooge McDuck dive right into this episode. <laughs> oh, that was crafty. I like it. Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Uh, for once, I feel like this may be a co- an episode that we are comfortable saying. Uh, th- this is actually a pretty good one to listen to if it's your first time listening to the show. A lot of the uh, ones of the past, it's just not a good starting point. But uh, <laughs> what we do is uh, Paul and I each take a turn ranting on a topic, and uh, we're gonna be we're gonna get angry, we're gonna get worked up, and then we're gonna draw a third topic from a hat and work together and randomly and angrily rant on that one. And then we'll close out the show, each taking a turn, talking about something in a positive light. So that's uh, that's how the show works, and uh, we're glad you can join us for once. Yeah, um, you can find this podcast pretty much anywhere you want, and I'm just going to leave it at exactly that. If you're if you want to find it, you will. Well, that's that. Well said. Very concise. Um, episode 22, I believe, featured Alex, our first guest. You are also welcome to become our second guest. You can do so by emailing notallbadshow at gmail.com with your name. And uh, if you know your topics that you'd like to rant about, uh, negative, positive, uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, If you don't know, that's fine too. Uh, We'll help you figure it out. But if you just want to be a guest on the show, send us us an email, notallbadshow at gmail.com. And also, as always, uh, if you don't want to have your own voice on the show, but you'd like to put words in our mouth, you can send a topic to us to do during the random rant section of the show by email us at notallbadshow at gmail.com with the subject line, random rant idea. And then uh, we will receive your email and we won't see the topic until it's showtime. And we'd love to get more of those topics. We really appreciate you guys last week uh, submitting the rapid fire topics. Uh, Maybe if if we'd actually just stockpiled those, we'd have topics for the next like three years of the show. But uh, (laughs) now that we ran through all those, we're back to needing topics. So we would love if you'd send some in. Yeah. um, I, 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 Went back and I, I was the one who edited uh, the last episode, episode twenty three, and it was it was a unique experience because I didn't remember anything that I said in the entire episode. So uh, forgive me if I'm forgetting anyone, but I believe it was uh, Evan, Angel, and Garrett. Is there a fourth that and submitted? Pablo. And Pablo, who uh, was I think pretending to be someone else. Maybe that's why I was confused. But yeah, we, uh, we appreciate you guys writing in that really made for a special show. It did. Yes. Thanks a lot. Also, uh, coming off the back of that episode, and then I promise uh, we're going to get into this one and, and live in the <clears> present. <throat> but uh, we got a lot of good feedback from uh, the last episode, and we appreciate uh, you guys letting us know uh, how you like the show and all that. Um, but again, uh, take that a step further. It mean a lot to us if you uh, told other people about the show, which apparently some people are doing. And again, that, that is fantastic. That's the number one thing you can do for us. But also, uh, leave a rating and review on iTunes. As always, five stars, please. And then uh, just dunk on me and Paul in the review portion. And uh, also, uh, once again, uh, you can have your voice, a uh, little personal touch here on the show by emailing random rant ideas with the subject line random rant ideas to not all bad show at gmail.com. Paul, uh, I believe, uh, and I'm amazed I remember this, but I think 
uh, you went first last time, so I'll go first this You're time. Right. It's amazing that I never remember that for the sober episodes, but I did very explicitly remember that from the episode where we were drunk. Yeah. No, I'm in the same boat. So I, I guess I'll just go ahead and kick it off here. Um, yeah, go for it. I have a small comment here that is, we have come a full cycle around the sun since this ep- uh, this since this podcast first began. And one of my early rants, I think this might have even been before Paul joined the show, uh, was how sad I am that summer is ending and how much I hate uh, daylight savings time. And uh, I'm, I'm just I'm a summer soul. So it makes me really sad when uh, it starts getting cold outside, even though I do appreciate the temperature shift and when it starts getting dark outside, especially. So I just want to take this moment. I'm not going to rant on it today because I already have in the past. But once again, we just passed the first day of fall. I am in no mood to be trifled with as a result of that. Um, I I would actually like to say this is the first week in a five-week streak I haven't gone to the pool. And uh, I just, I'm enormously sad by that. So, Hmm. um, again, keep your head high. We we can make it through. Uh, If we did it one year, we can do it another. But I'm just, I'm really disappointed to say that it's now time for fall. Now, that being said, uh, my actual topic for today is not really in any way related to the seasons. I have noticed a problem on social media a lot lately of people posting about vacations or trips they're on, and uh, I'm just I'm kind of sick and tired of it. I'll give you a few examples. Uh, if you're are, going are you to give us examples of people's specific names and where they went. Yes, and their addresses. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, no, but uh, sorry, I <laughs> I am aware of uh, of a person who has recently returned from France, uh, where they saw the Mona Lisa in a museum. I do not need to see an Instagram story of the Mona Lisa. In fact, if I wanted to see the Mona Lisa, I could just pull up. If I wanted to see a photo of the Mona Lisa, I could just go to Google Images. Your Instagram story is not putting a special twist on Leonardo da Vinci's famous painting by any stretch. It's boring and it's not interesting. And more importantly than that, how about you try living in the moment? You're right there. The only reason that you are posting a picture of the Mona Lisa is to show other people that you are in the presence of the Mona Lisa. It's just, it's a self-centered move. Why don't you just, I mean, it's, it's already a crazy crowded room. One more arm reaching into the air to block the view of other people actually trying to appreciate the art is unnecessary. You're getting in the way. Can you just stand there for a second and just take it in? It's a masterpiece, obviously. An infamous piece of artwork. Just bask in it for a second. Keep your phone in your pocket. We don't need to see it online. We can see it online at any point in our entire lives. We can see a billion different renditions of it online at any point in our lives. Your photo is not special or particular in any way. You're just bragging. I think that to me kind of almost brings up a broader topic of it almost for us. There are certain circumstances where it's like a, a picture can capture a moment that is unique from your perspective and that it's worthwhile taking the picture yourself. But then there are other yeah. times where it's kind of like, 
are you really getting anything out of not just looking at a professional's photograph? One example is like at weddings, people will be taking tons of pictures of like the bride and groom going places on their phone. It's like, first of all, when, when on earth are you ever going to look at that? And second of all, <laughs> the only thing you're doing is making the professional photographs have a phone present in their like line of sight. Um, right. That's I know a that's good example. An entirely different tangent necessarily no, from but... what you're talking about with vacations, but it, it, I think it gets to the core of this need to have your own picture of everything when you, especially for things like at a museum, it's like maybe write down if, if it's something that you won't remember what it is, like the Mona Lisa, like write down the name of it and then you can look it up and see a professional photograph of it. You know what I mean? Like you are literally there in the museum, <clears throat> in the gallery at the, you know, place in nature you are there to experience it in person. So just try that. The only reason that you would post a photo is is to prove that you were there because you want other people to see it and be interested in your life, which I guarantee you that none of us are. <clears throat> now, it's just I, ex- I, I <laughs> Go ahead if you have something else to say there. I was just going to say really quickly, I feel like the worst offense is the worst offense specifically with this Mona Lisa thing uh, is a selfie. Taking a selfie with the Mona Lisa in the background. Yeah, at, the, you're, at that point, you might as well just bring a mirror and just sit around the corner and look at all the art like through a mirror. Um, I, I will say, Zach, you and I are on the exact same wavelength here in terms of our pessimism surrounding social media. But I will say... I don't necessarily know if this is the best way to go about life because sometimes I I envy people who can just happily post something and not think about how people will perceive that posting and what people think their motives are for posting it because so frequently I will have like some meaningful picture or like a cool thing that I did and I'll be like, well, I haven't posted it on Instagram in a while. Maybe I should post that and then I'll pause and be like, People are just going to think that I'm trying to brag about this. And then as I think about how can I phrase a caption that doesn't make it seem like I'm bragging, suddenly it's a month after I went, it doesn't make sense to post <laughs> it anymore. And now it's like, okay, I haven't posted anything in two years. Whoops. So on, on the one hand, uh, like, I think that <laughs> our pessimism is very, and our cynicism about this is very fair. But also I kind of envy people who can just enjoy these social medias for the sake of enjoying the them and the posts like this that happen because I can't get past the idea that people will think I'm bragging. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm excluding myself from this criticism. This is probably something that I've done in the past, but mm-hmm. at least I think I, I think I'm abundantly clear when I make, when I make moves on social media, it's entirely for the attention. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm seeking out. Right. Um, oh, for sure. And I, me too. <laughs> I think in this case in particular is not like there's a difference between uh, you're, you're in um, Greece and you're taking a picture of the sunset over the ocean. There's a difference between that and the Mona Lisa, right? The Mona Lisa yeah. is something that uh, mm-hmm. is is like a static object. That sunset in Greece is... You, you know, someone is not going to see the same sunset from that same perspective ever again. That's a good point. So that's a, that's a fair f- photograph to post, right? 
Mm-hmm. And my main problem here is like there's a difference between sitting in Greece and posting a picture of the sunset you took and sitting in Greece posting a picture of the sunset you took with the caption that's like, just another beautiful day in Greece. I love it here. My vacation's going great. Hashtag Greek life. <laughs> like there's a, there's a there's a difference between uh, this is by the way this is this has developed so strongly into a baby boomer rant the the boomer <laughs> energy is so strong with this one I I mean I just busted out a hashtag reference when no one's used a hashtag since 2013 but my point is is that there's a difference between between bragging about your experience with a static object that everyone can just uh, if they if they want to simply see it on the phone, which they will on your social media post, they can seek it out themselves. Whereas that sunset is not the same thing every time. And it's fair that you'd like to share this cool thing that you saw. Yeah, for sure. I'm not done yet though. I know I'm taking up a lot of time, but I've got more points. Please go on. Uh, it's, we're going to devolve here deeper and deeper into what I find more and more unacceptable. (laughs) <laughs> the next stage here is like uh, I'll give you an example. This, by the way, the Mona Lisa thing was pretty pretty specific to something that I've uh, encountered recently. The rest of these examples are just uh, they're they're hypothetical. I haven't encountered anyone doing this specifically, but just this topic in general. Uh, so the next thing is uh, as an example, if you you know scrolling through Instagram and you see a photo and it's someone like sitting at a picnic table and it's their like first person perspective of uh, a cup of tea and the captions like mornings in Cairo. <laughs> what you could have, a, a what is interesting about you having a cup of tea right now? The, the only reason, again, you're just <laughs> everything that you're putting forth is just to prove that you're in a cool location and you're not even showing it off. It's just like you and your cup. It's like half a fa- half of your face, a cup of tea and and the sky i can't even see it's not even a pyramid or anything the sphinx there's nothing it's just you that to me is that to me is like you you didn't need to say that you were in egypt right you you just did that <laughs> cuz you wanted to show people that you were in egypt but the thing is you didn't even show people you just told us so that's that's the second example <laughs> moving on to the third one which is even worse this is not even a vacation. It's when somebody goes uh, on travel for a business trip. I went to California in uh, June for work, and it was beautiful, and I really enjoyed myself. And I, too, I, th- I think I probably pulled this off a few times, so I'm not blameless here. But somebody posting a picture of them, like, sitting uh, in a conference room and looking out the window or a, a shot of their hotel room into a skyline of a city or something and saying, like, in Cleveland for work. Work is so hard. It's it's Cleveland. Nobody <laughs> wants to see Cleveland. You're in Omaha. Like what who cares? Awesome Salt Lake City, so cool. You're not even anywhere interesting. Nobody cares what you're doing. That's where you are right now is between you and your boss and whoever it is you're visiting. None of us give a shit. I don't want to hear about your business trip. I don't want to hear about it. So don't post about it. Especially if you went to some bunk-ass city that none of us know or care about. (laughs) Yeah, like for example, a a few weeks ago, I went to Weatherford, Texas for work. 
Oh, uh, nice. Didn't have anything really exciting to post there. Maybe I should have come up with something. But you did get bit by chiggers, if I recall. <laughs> yes, that's that is one in the same trip. <laughs> Pretty sure that episode that you ranted on that was in the teens. If anyone needs to go catch up on the on past Paul rants, uh, finally. Sorry, did you have something to say? No, go ahead. I was going to say, finally, uh, we can wrap it up here with, well, I actually have two more points. The next one is uh, based off the first one. People who post about how they're working from home. Oh, you're at home. That's great. Tell me more. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You're working at home? God, your job is so sick. Yes. I work from home too, but I understand that nobody cares. So I just do it. Put on a Netflix show, get some work done. I don't need to see you with, I, I know what you're doing. You're opening up your three most, most complex Excel sh- spreadsheets that have nothing to do with each other or what you're currently working on. You're just trying to make your monitor look busy while you've got Netflix and a cup of coffee in the background. I know your game. Don't tell me you're working from home. Last point. People who study abroad do all of this every day. Every single one of the, these days they do it. They'll take a picture of their hostel bed. That's like the Cleveland example. Nobody needs to see that. They'll pull the Mona Lisa. They'll take a picture of something that we can just look up online. And now we're looking at a picture of a picture we can look up online. They'll do the one where they're just sitting around eating dinner. And it's like, God, I love Milan. Congrats. You're studying abroad in Milan. At least take a photo of something interesting. Don't waste my time with nonsense post day after day all you're doing is trying to rub it in your everyone else's faces that you're study abroad you're studying in an international community in a very cool place congrats i i the study abroad posts are by far the worst because they do all of these and they do them every day of their life i it, i feel like it's a requirement for their classes you don't get you don't get your three credit hours to take back to college in the states if you don't post about it every day I'm going to be monitoring your account and I'm going to grade you tomorrow morning. And that's my rant. It's done. Zach, it's finally over. I have, I have an example to add. I'm going to squeeze in before you call it done. Please. <clears throat> and this one in a way encompasses all of your examples because they can all lead to this. Sorry, that wasn't meant to be a dramatic pause. I just had to cough for a moment. No, I like it. <coughs> I'm, I'm engaged. <laughs> The, the one that almost bothers me the most is if it wasn't enough that you got to see that location, wherever it may be, whether it be at the Louvre, uh, the, taking a picture of the Mona Lisa, whether it be uh, on that study abroad in Milan, um, that business trip in Cleveland, the one that gets me will be when they've already posted about this, then we fast forward a couple months, you've recovered from your anger about the original post and then they post the same or a similar picture and they say man i'm really missing the beach today or man i'm really missing those uh, mojitos in milan and it's like it's just an excuse to bump up that trip again even once they're not there but it's just months later or it's like an event happens in that location they're like Oh, like with all these political protests in Greece really made me think of the time I went to the... <laughs> yeah, that's a good example. <laughs> <laughs> to the... what? It, what insert some Greek temple here that I can't think of a name of. Um, like, 
those are the ones that really get me is it's like I don't know. It's like, while you're there, I actually kind of excuse it. It's like, you're excited about this. Like, share it. Sure. But then it's like, half a year later, it's like, all right, we get it. You wanted us to remember that again. Like, okay. Very true. I That's an excellent point. I, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up and that uh, you, you covered my bases because I, I did neglect to mention that. And that is a vital peg in this rant. Mm. Good call. And I just want to say to it, you know... We ran a lot about a lot of dumb things. If any of you are bothered by this take, on, it seems specifically targeted at Instagram. Uh, if any of you have a problems with this, we would love for you to write a rebuttal email if you think that you do. Like, if you get value out of uh, your uh, best friend's uh, study abroad in Italy, please, please let us know what value you get out of it so I can further understand. Uh, email us at notallbadshow at gmail.com. There you go. All right, Paul, take it away. All right. Zach, here's what's bothering me today. Um, I don't really understand why everything needs to be bought online. Now, I know <laughs> this is another boomer-sounding rant, but stick with me here. There We're are a lot of things today. that make a lot of sense to buy online. Like, why on earth would you go to the store? Um, for some reason, this comes to mind. Batteries. More toilet paper. Things that are very you know you're going to end up needing them. You can order them in advance. It's an object that you know exactly what it is. Maybe it's some kind of speakers. You recognize the brand. You know what you want. Some new headphones, whatever it might be. But there are certain big purchases that you do, like, once every several years that I've been seeing lots of commercials saying, like, like, isn't it so inconvenient when you have to go somewhere to buy a car? Don't you just want... A, to to look at the new car online and let us send it to you and it's like <laughs> i see commercials like that and i'm like you know actually cars are one of the few things that i would kind of like to go there and like drive it first yeah or right look at different options instead of like like they're like i see these commercials that show people like on the couch drinking coffee and they're like wouldn't it be nice if you could buy this car while just sitting at home on your couch and it's like how lazy are we that we can't one once every five or ten years even go get up off our ass and go look at a car? Like how how lazy are we? Another example of this, uh, honestly, is mattresses. Because so I've only like bought one mattress ever for myself. I bought a mattress for myself at the beginning of college. Um, actually, like my second year of college because a mattress was provided in the dorms. But anyways, right. um, yep, and. There's something about going and getting a mattress that's like, you know, I'd kind of like to lay on this and see how it feels because I'm going to lay on this. It's a very personal thing, very, very subjective. Just because someone says it's the perfect amount of firm or perfect amount of soft does not mean <laughs> it's that way for you. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I was, well, I wasn't laughing at that. I'm just laughing at your funny <laughs> statement in general. But then you chuckled at me laughing at what you thought I was laughing at. And now I laughed even harder. I, I thought you were laughing at the thing I thought you were laughing at, but turns out you were laughing at a thing that I didn't think you were laughing at. Right. Um, <laughs> but, like, a, a mattress, it's like, again, I don't know how often you're supposed to buy a mattress, but surely you're not buying one every couple months. Um, <laughs> and so, like, why why are people like, ugh, isn't it so annoying when you have to go somewhere and buy a mattress? Don't you... Let's just send you the first mattress we can find in our warehouse. Stop worrying about trying out these mattresses and, and let us 
send one random to you that we promise feels good, and then you'll be stuck with it for 10 years. You um, don't that's... understand. We cut out the middleman. They always say that. I I don't... I, I get that cutting out the middleman in some industries makes a lot of sense, but other times it's kind of like the whole purpose is that so that you can like go and try things out and try out competing brands sometimes like that's anyways maybe this is my uh industrial distribution degree uh <laughs> yelling out because it's becoming uh less <laughs> needed as middlemen are being cut out everywhere um but it, you, I don't you know, know what the worst the worst offender to me of this idea especially with like I guess this whole idea in general is the phrase obsessively engineered. <laughs> shut, shut up, shut the hell up. <laughs> what is it obsessively engineered? Something could be obsessively engineered to be as cheap as possible. That's, that's true. Yeah. That, that's, that's kind of a meaningless statement. Um, and then Another example of an industry where this sometimes bothers me, but this one I'm a bit more conflicted on, is clothing. So I see mm-hmm. what people are going for when they encourage you to buy clothes online. Because truth be told, like I, I like getting new clothes. I'm actually going to get into this in my positive rant a little bit later. and Indirectly. Spoiler. but um, <laughs> Sorry, maybe I should cut that out. Um, but... Um, as much as I don't like going in person to shop for clothes, shopping for clothes online gives me like anxiety because you never know how things are going to fit. R- really, to me, the only circumstance where I feel like I can confidently buy clothes online is if I have a certain piece of clothing that ripped or something. And I know exactly the brand and like style that I want. So I know that this large will fit me perfectly from this style by this brand at this store, because otherwise maybe I'm a medium at this store and maybe I'm a triple XL at this other store. So if I'm looking at your store for the first time, deciding to buy clothes, I like it, 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 who knows what size I am? Who knows how that material actually feels once it's on my back or on my legs or on my foot? Like who knows? Yeah. Um, I sure don't. I've really started to try and update my wardrobe over the past several months and I've been doing a pretty good job, but I've gotten several things online and I'm going to stop doing that because what I've realized is I used to just look at the online and just look at the size and the color and the design. And if I liked all those three things, I would get it. But you don't realize things like, like you said, the size can vary, but beyond that, you don't know how the material is cut or what material it is even like I've got shirts now that I ordered online that I don't like that much. I like, I like the design a lot. I like the way they fit a lot, except they're long. The shirts are just long. The, The fit, they fit circumference wise really well, but the length is just too long. And I, I, there's no way to tell that really from the, uh, from the website and the material is listed, but you really need to be able to feel it and think about how it's going to shrink and the stitching and, like all these little details that you really can't get f- without just trying it on or seeing how it's going to fit with what you may want to wear it with. I like to wear like what I want, what I'm trying to match with to the store so I can see how the things I'm going to buy look with what I'm trying to match with things like that. You can't do that online. And I'm starting to learn my mm-hmm. lesson. 
I don't think it's sunk in all the way, but I'm starting to learn it. And here's here's the thing that these online retailers will try to do to to make you feel better about buying online. They will have some sort of 30-day or 60-day guarantee that if you don't like it, uh, you can send it back within like 30 days or whatever and get a full refund or exchange or whatever. But my issue with that is I think these people are overestimating how much I'd love to drive to a FedEx store, wait in line, <laughs> put it in a box, interact with an employee, and then slap a sticker on it and before I can go home. There is nothing more... I would hate than to have to drive to a FedEx or a UPS store to ship this back. That sounds awful. Yeah, I don't I want do to do that last month for this, it, this exact reason. It was unbearable. Never yeah, again. Like what you're telling your your what you think is reassuring me, like hey, you can just send it back if you don't like it, is actually making me scared that if this doesn't fit, I'd almost prefer to be stuck with a thing and be like, well, I guess I'll make it work or give it to my <laughs> friend or something. Now you're telling me that I am a dumb person if I don't get my money back because I'm not going to use it. And so I'm, I'm stuck making myself get clothes on, put shoes on, drive to the store and wait in line at a FedEx store just to send this thing back to you in a box and hope that it makes it back in time and hope that you actually give me my money back, even though I'm skeptical that you will. It's, it just sounds, I, it sounds miserable to me. And that, that is almost the cherry on top is that you, Sure, you may not be at financial risk if they send you the wrong thing, but you're at risk of wasting a lot of time, like trying on, deciding you don't like it, and then going through the effort of returning it. Absolutely. I've come to find that I actually really enjoy just going to the store, trying things on. I like that. Yeah, it can be very nice, for sure. Uh, Paul, are you good to go for a random rant? Oh, I am good to go. Perfect, because uh, I took up more than my fair share of time. So <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, let's, let's see what we've got here. Um, Ooh, okay. We've got one. Uh, this is a new one. This is one. Okay. Well, they're all new every week. So <laughs> that's great. I'm glad this is a new one. Okay. Uh, our random rant topic for this week and our list is getting very low. I can't stress this enough. We would love it if, uh, like you guys did for the last episode where you send in a bunch of random, crap that was really great and it was it was very helpful and you guys had so many different ideas uh try to tap into that energy again and uh send some pg-13 appropriate ideas to and i <laughs> a lot of stuff didn't make it in episode 23 so you know who you are if you know that i have to specify pg-13 content you know what you <laughs> said so pg-13 content give us some more random rant ideas to fill up this list because it's getting pretty low not all bad show at gmail.com but anyway the one for this week and again one of the last ones we have on the list i think is the bachelor slash slash bachelorette the tv show oh i thought he was gonna ask about bachelor bachelorette parties the tv show well uh it does say it says the in front of it so i don't know i'm assuming it's the show i mean we can, if you have any strong opinions towards bachelor or bachelorette parties, I'm sure. I'm sure we, that's we welcome. It, I think I think they're talking about the TV show if, if they have the word "the" in front of it. I agree. Um, <clears throat> have you? First of all, have you seen the show? Unfortunately, I have not seen the show, so I Very only can speak about it from the periphery here. Okay, well, uh, we may have to pad it out a little bit with uh, <laughs> bachelor or bachelorette parties. Although I, I, I guess. 
it's not like we're uh it's not like we're needing extra time here i mean we we may, yeah, it's, we it's may be a, down to the wire anyway it's probably okay if this is a shorter one um i so my take on the bachelor and bachelorette is uh it is it is garbage tier television and now hang on because i know that's going to rile some people up that isn't necessarily a bad thing it's okay to like garbage trash TV, but if you don't believe that's not a trash TV show, you're mistaken. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a, just a dump truck of shit. Um, <laughs> but it is entertaining. I will say it's entertaining. I don't personally, I don't like it very much, but I have watched it before and I understand why it's entertaining. So if you like it, I'm not saying that you shouldn't like it because it is fun to watch. But you have to understand. That it's just it's just a trashy show. So I have not, as far as I can remember, I have not watched this show before. I've I have been around people who are very into the show, and I follow some people on social media who tweet about the show as if they're the only one who has access to the storyline, and we all need <laughs> to wait from them to hear what happens next. Um, <clears throat> but here's what I will say as a compliment to the show. The, the concept is genius for TV. Like the, the, oh, yeah. the concept of like one person who has all these options of who they're going to like end up with romantically and they're whittling down the list each week until they end up with someone and ideally get married, which seems to happen every time. Gen- peak entertainment. Like, like not in terms of like quality. Uh, quality is a funny <laughs> word. Uh, not in terms of like... Uh... I know Art. what you're trying to get at. It's I want to say like, like maturity, professionalism, but none of those really are accurate. But at all. in terms of just pure capturing interest of your viewer, genius idea. Like, because everyone lo- loves drama, everyone loves other people's drama that they can gossip about. So why not have it documented by a camera crew? This is um, like what you would come up with if you sat down and say said we want to. I, we want the most viewers that you could possibly achieve by having a premise of a show that only lasts one sentence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, what is the simplest show that we can put out that's going to get the most attention? Yeah. Which and, is genius. And, and, and to its credit, it it strikes me as more interesting than other reality TV because there are actual stakes involved. Like there are actual people with actual feelings involved and they're not always all there for good motives. Maybe they're self-promoting, but heck that adds to the potential damage to people who are there who somehow bought into the whole concept. Um, Like it's, it has more stakes, which makes it interesting. But here's, here's the thing about it is that at the same time, the concept itself makes me feel dirty because it's such a terrible way to put people together <laughs> that has to be damaging to that last relationship on many levels. One of oh, which yeah. being that you get to watch the guy or girl of your dreams that you finally ended up with, that they chose you. You get to watch them be in love and pre- potentially be doing some uh, jealousy in infusing activities uh, that are documented on camera for you to see. Uh, like, like I, if I'm not mistaken with like the last few contestants, they have like a honeymoon suite weekend. And so it's like, it's heavily implied that like things may not happen between them physically, but like, there's a good chance. Something, it, so it's like something going on. Yeah. No, yeah. For it's sure. so like, as, even if you're the winner, it's like, 
oh boy, like we already we need to start going to counseling before like the wedding even starts, and probably book our counselor out for ten years if we have any hope of this lasting. Because <laughs> this is a horrible way to start out a relationship. It is. It is. Um, I mean, it, the, it's got to be said the people in it are typically just horrible. <laughs> you have yeah. to be some sort of psychopath to want to participate in that anyway. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's, I don't know. It's it's got some some kooky characters. I I feel like it's I need got to some kooky characters. <laughs> Sounds like you're talking about like a a Lucky Charms commercial. <laughs> I I feel like I can't say much more there without exposing myself to the big Bachelor fans out there in our audience, which I'm confident there's at least a few, <laughs> uh, because I I probably can't say much more about it other than my bird's eye view of it. I've got a couple of points that I'd just like to hammer through really quickly because uh, one of these was actually going to become a full-fledged negative rant of my own someday, but I just don't have the material. So now's a great time because it's directly Sweet. related. But uh, one time I was going to watch uh, a, a season of The Bachelor for the first time, Bachelorette, I believe. And uh, I was uh, just riffing on the show throughout its runtime and I was just talking about it with the people around me and joking about the behavior and, and commentary of the people in the show. And I got told to shut up multiple times because apparently the content in the show is just so riveting and important to hear. Um, I understand wanting to hear a show if it's, you know, like a narrative driven show to me, there is no, I would never ever watch this if I wasn't allowed to talk. I, I never <laughs> returned to watch it with that group ever again. That was the last minute of the bachelor or bachelorette i ever saw was when they told me to stop talking over it because that's the only reason it's fun to watch is to riff on it it's like watching a bad movie yeah exactly so uh shame on you if you told me not to do that because i don't know how you entertain yourself without without doing that but i I get why it's entertaining but it's not it's not for me if i can't make fun of it while it's going on that makes complete sense finally one thing that I really absolutely do hate about The Bachelor and Bachelorette and similar TV shows is that it's so blatantly obvious that the producers have their hand in everything that goes on. Those people don't have any free will at all. And if you're trying to tell me that these decisions are made independently of someone pulling the Bachelor or Bachelorette, in this case specifically aside... And say and and dictating to them who they can and cannot pick, you. I mean, they have to because otherwise it wouldn't be a good show. It would be the obvious like handsome nice guy every single time, right? Mm-hmm. For the most part, right? There's some variance there, but there, there's some real psychopaths on the show, like some insane people, some bullies, extremely rude, extremely self like people that. They're the heels of the show. People like to watch them because they're bad. So you're, mm-hmm. there's no way that you're going to want to, as the producer of the show, remove them like they should be from episode one. Like in real life, the the person's going to see them and go, oh, you suck. You're an asshole. I don't <laughs> want to marry you. But inevitably, that person always lasts to like the third to last round, second to last round, which I know is bullshit. So that's one thing that's always very frustrating to me is that <laughs> Not the fact that it has to be staged, but that people don't accept that it's almost completely fake. It's got to be. And, and, and sorry, go ahead. What well, I was going to say is even so as someone who edits videos often, when when you're watching shows like The Bachelor, the other thing that bothers me 
and granted, this is great for entertainment purposes, but is that if you're actually inv- invested in what you feel like is a real storyline, there's so many things you can do with editing, both in terms of the music you put behind things that will betray an intent or a tone to someone that actually isn't present. Like you can put sinister music behind a neutral phrase and suddenly it sounds like they're talking shit to someone. Um, and oh. like you can selectively cut out certain things to where it's like you can make someone sound like more of a psychopath or less of a psychopath by being selective in what you actually show to the viewer. And so that can be kind of frustrating because I have a hard time watching those things sometimes because they're very misleading. That was that was literally the next thing I was going to say. That is exactly like if you this was what I was going to rant on that I, I just <laughs> I didn't have enough content to pull off a full negative rant on. If you look at the trailers for The Bachelor or The Bachelorette for the the like next week on The Bachelorette, it'll be it'll be like two minutes of dramatic music. And then um, somebody says like screams like, get out, just get the hell out. I hate you. And then that segment doesn't show up for the next three episodes. It's like way deep into the show, but they make it look like oh, it's yeah. the next episode. And then after they're screaming at that person, you see like they cut to like six different people like gasping like over and over again. And it turns out the person screaming, like I said, isn't until like the very last episode of the season. And then all those people gasping that made it look like they were there in the moment. It They're gasping because like someone in the actual show next week knocked over a charcuterie board or something. <laughs> like it has, they have nothing to do with each other. And it just exactly so overblows the message. It's like, none of that is related. None of that's even genuine. Those people aren't reacting to that person yelling. They're not even aware of that person yelling. Half the people in that shot are getting kicked off before the yelling scene even happens. Like that is that to me, I get the producers having to have a hand. Like I said before, that makes sense. The, the trailer editing and the show editing in general, that I can't stand. That is that that is not passable in my book. Yeah, it's. I know that the entire draw is the blur between what is staged and what is actually happening, but I almost can't get past feeling like I'm being deceived by, like the drama not being actually real. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, I managed to get a, a juice a lot more content out of that one than yeah. I thought I could. So uh, probably one of our longer, meatier random rants that we've had in a while, actually. Oh yeah, I think so too. So well done, I guess. Like I said, like we said at the beginning, this is probably a good one to start on if this is your first time listening. Uh, Paul, I think get, that would be that would mean it would be your turn for positive rant, right? It would be yes. Uh, I would love uh, to start this out. This is gonna be, it's gonna be pretty straight into the point. Uh, there's probably not too much to say here. Um, Zach, I've recently discovered that I like shoes. Um, hey, me too. And that I'm th- that sounds obvious, but for most of my life, shoes were just something that like there are different shoes for like different activities. Like since I played sports, like maybe I had cleats and basketball shoes and running shoes. But then that was it. If I was just like going to school, I'd wear my running shoes to school. Um, maybe I owned some dress shoes for the couple times a year that I needed to dress up for something. But other than that, like I really, I didn't understand. Like it used to be like a running joke 
when you're younger, like, haha, like, girls have so many pairs of shoes, like, what a waste of money, girls are dumb. Uh, but then you grow up and you realize, man, I kind of want all those pairs of shoes. God, maybe um, I'm the dumb one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because recently I have, I have bought several pairs of shoes, one in particular that is nice and comfortable. It's called Allbirds. Uh, this kind of conflicts with my uh, Googling now. Uh, earlier points about online shopping because it's a brand that's only available online unless you live in like Los Angeles or New York City. Um, but they're shoes that are made of wool. This is not like a targeted ad. I'm just trying to give you guys an idea. And I was like, man, <laughs> I need some like better shoes for just hanging out in and not just wear like my running shoes. Like my running shoes, like maybe I should actually just use my running shoes to run in. Like I don't need to just wear those all the time. They're not like even that stylish. And so I got all birds, and they're very comfortable. I don't know if you can see them right now. I, I can. Yeah, I encourage the uh, the audience to look up too. Unless you're driving, unless you're listening while driving, don't do that. But if you're not, unless yeah, you're like really skilled at doing it while you're driving. A double L B I R D S. Yes, exactly. All birds. Um, very comfortable shoes. A little bit expensive, but I think some of that comes from the fact that it's all supposed to be uh, like reusable materials, that kind of thing. Anyways, great shoes. But then also, I was like, you know what? I'm not done. I want some other shoes that are just stylish. Um, I haven't bought Vans since I was like in like maybe early high school. And I think part of that is influenced by the idea that I like thought that they were exclusively for skateboarders. <laughs> um, but then at some point, I was like, honestly, like I kind of like the way these Vans look. So I bought some. And then when I bought them, they gave me like a coupon for like, $40 off my next purchase if I waited a month. So then naturally a month later, I was like, well, I don't really have any shoes that are blue. I wonder if there's some cool blue vans. So now I have some <laughs> blue vans and suddenly I've bought like three shoes, pairs of shoes in the last month. And let me tell you, Zach, you would think I'd be satisfied, but suddenly I'm like, you know, I could really <laughs> use some nice dressier shoes. The, I have a couple pairs of dress shoes, but one of them is way too dressy and the other ones are kind of outdated and worn out. I could use like some nice leather shoes or some nice like it, it, you know, it just kind of builds on and suddenly you realize that like once you start to realize that you have a preference with shoes, you'll realize that it will never stop because you'll want shoes for every situation. And it's it's almost a problem. It, it's in my defense. There are very few like clothing accessories that I like enough to have tons of versions of like I'm not someone who has a million watches or a bunch of different sunglasses or different things although sunglasses are on my list of things that I'll probably get into next but <laughs> um like just something about shoes I just realized that I like having different options and I like having different colors to match with what I'm wearing and suddenly I am the person who has a closet full of shoes many of which I probably won't wear maybe even ever again but I still have them just in case I need them but anyways, I just I discovered I like shoes, Zach. That's all this was. Man, I can't tell you how prescient that is because I'm in exactly the same boat. I, I only ever had like two or three pairs of shoes growing up. And then once I got to college, it expanded by like two. So yeah. I still I still don't have very many because like I said, I'm, I'm redoing my wardrobe. And a big part of that is shoes. But I've been focusing mm -hmm. on clothes mostly. So I've only gotten one or two uh, pairs of shoes to pad out the old wardrobe recently. But... Uh, vans are for sure on my list i keep looking i just haven't pulled the trigger yet but yeah uh, yeah I, I don't have much more to say other than i i'm totally right there with you i mean I'm, I'm going through the same moves right now yeah i just think it's funny that i was such a simple 
person earlier in life that I literally was like, I don't understand why anyone would have like these shoes fit me. They're comfortable. Why would I ever need another pair of shoes? It's just funny to me how different of a man I am now. Very mistaken. I, I, I had the same, I had the same error in judgment when I was young too. I've seen the error of my ways now though. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate because I almost wish I was still ignorant of that. Cause shoes also cost money, which is unfortunate. One thing that I've always said, and I still believe it to this day, are sho- that shoes are just outrageously overpriced. I mean, that cost those vans cost like what seventy five cents to make. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. And vans are almost like a cheaper brand comparatively to some other like shoes, you know? Yeah, yeah. But this is po- we're, we're staying positive. This is a positive rant. Exactly. Uh, are you are you done on uh, the shoe topic? Yeah, I like that I'm one good. a lot. I, I related heavily. Um, so my topic today, um, the, the title of it is called Flipping the Perspective. And before we get into it, I'd like to say that uh, I typed all of these notes up uh, when I was preparing for the previous episode. And by preparing, I mostly mean just uh, downing tequila continuously. <laughs> so my first note here, uh, I'd just like to to read it out now, is... God, I hope I am coherent enough to do this topic justice. <laughs> so I feel like uh, I, I am now. I, although I do, like, uh, being kind of drunk and emotional would be really helpful to, to discussing, to conveying what I'm trying to get across here. So hopefully I can, I can do it justice sober as well. But um, I, like I said, I, I like to take, the, take in situations and like flip the perspective on them. And I'm not trying to talk here about some bullshit lawyer thing where like I would consider my opponent's next chess move or something. And unfortunately, I don't even really think I'm talking about something that's necessarily wholesome, like being empathetic or putting myself in someone else's shoes, which I kind of am, but not. it's not even out of the goodness of my heart. It's, it's, it's neither of those things. Uh, but I think this is actually kind of important uh, to, to do. And I know I haven't really explained myself yet, and I'm getting there. <laughs> I got a lot of uh, preliminary... Uh, caveats to get through but i really like to put myself in the shoes of people that don't know me at all and necessarily not necessarily would ever have any reason to this is going to be if you ever need clarification let me know paul because this is going to be pretty pretty confusing i'll let you know i'm for now i'm good with just listening so let me give you an example this is my personally personally my favorite example of, of this phenomenon that i'm trying to explain here when I'm in a plane traveling somewhere uh, like Cairo or Milan or any number of the places that I study abroad, <laughs> uh, when I'm traveling somewhere, I like to, to look out the window, right? And if I'm flying over land, which I hopefully am, and there's not a lot of clouds, I can entertain myself on any length of a flight just by looking out a window. I don't need my phone. I don't need headphones. Just looking out the window and I'm, I can see the ground below that would keep me entertained for no matter how long the flight is because there's nothing more interesting to me than seeing what's going on down there. Uh, and when I look out that window and as the plane climbs higher into the sky, I like to look at, uh, the highways and roads that crisscross the ground below. And I like to look at the cars on the highway. And sometimes I'll just, cause when you're that high up, you can just see countless like literally countless people driving around and just do, going about their lives 
and I like to just think about, like, I like to pick one in particular, pick one car in particular and just wonder, wonder who's driving that car, what they look like, who their family is, think about where they're going. That one person is thousands of feet away and they're just doing their own thing. They've got their own problems. They've got their own life to live. There's someone out there doing their own thing. They're, they're clearly on their way somewhere. God knows where. God knows who they are, what they've done in the past or what they're about to do. And they have no idea they're being watched. But thousands of feet away, I'm watching them. I'm just I'm seeing what, what's going on. I'm just checking out what, what they're doing. They're just existing, just going about their business. And they'll never know that I, I was contemplating their entire existence thousands of feet away. And I guess when I phrase it like that, it kind of sounds a little bit creepy, but <laughs> whenever I'm driving and I hear a plane traveling overhead, I wonder if someone on that plane is looking down and thinking about me and where I'm going and who I am. And I, this kind of gets me worked up. Like this, this is not, I'm not just screwing around here. This, this thought process is actually kind of central to how I go about my day. I think about this all the time. Like another example is uh, when I was in elementary school, I was on the playground. I think I may have talked about this on the show before, but probably not. And uh, I was really young and I look across the street and there's a guy getting arrested. He's getting put in handcuffs by a, a cop who pulled him over. And I'd never seen that before. Not in real life. I don't think I've ever seen that in real life since somebody getting arrested. I wonder where that person is now. I wonder where the cop is now. I, I, I don't know who any of those people are. And they have no idea that some, like, literally, like, 15 years later, some kid who saw that happen, that could have been a, a momentous moment. That could have changed that guy's life f- for the rest of his life. I mean, who knows? what He could be in jail now. Who knows what he did? He could, he could have been in jail for six months. And now that six months, he barely even thinks about now. It could have not affected him at all. It could have changed his entire existence. But neither of those people have any idea that they ever crossed my path or that I still think about them to this day. And finally, I'd like to end on a, for my final example, I should say, I like to end on more of a funny one. Um, I think I may actually have talked, I, I, a lot of this stuff I, I mentioned bits and pieces of, so maybe I've talked about it on the show, maybe I haven't. But um, when I was in fifth grade, uh, there was a kid in my class named Kyle. And Kyle was obsessed with Fallout Boy to where it was, it was terrifying. I mean, this, this, I never knew anyone who knew anything about anything as much as he knew about fallout boy every day he would come to class and he would log onto the class computer and he would change the desktop background to a different fallout boy picture (laughs) kyle i don't even know his last name i don't remember what he looked like but whenever i think about fallout boy i think of kyle and i think about where he is and i think about if he still listens to fallout boy or if he just is over it now and he remembers that phase in fifth grade where he was obsessed with fallout boy and now he can't stand him but i just think about all the people you see daily and and think about the odds are that one of them is going to impact some, the way you see things probably not but maybe and maybe think about the possibly thousands of times that someone has witnessed you doing something or saying something. And and this is almost kind of scary, right? Cause I, I, I wouldn't want necessarily this to happen because who knows how negatively I've, I've affected people, but there's people out there who remember you for random idiosyncrasies or 
tiny little things that you did that you've never thought of again for the rest of your life that you don't remember that you did, but somehow it still sticks with them. And this kind of goes back to a, a rant that Paul, you had a while back where we were yeah, I know which one you're talking riffing about. on clouds and stuff. But th- to me, this one means a little bit different. I, I think it's not, it's not even out of interest or rage or like, it's just, it's almost like luck. But I, I just, I'm a big proponent of the idea that everywhere we go, we touch people's lives. That's kind of like a really lame way to say it because I don't mean touch in a sweet way. I mean like touch, like we literally just tap their lives and we go and we never see those people again and they'll never see us again and they'll never probably ever think about us again, but maybe they will. And maybe we'll think of them, think of them again sometime. Something that this topic makes me think of, this is kind of a tangent from it, but is how bizarre celebrities lives are because um, like people talk about the idea of like celebrities being a household name, like a famous athlete becomes a household name. Same thing with like movie stars, etc. Yeah. And what's interesting about that, what kind of makes that significant is the idea that you, you were kind of mentioning this idea that with complete strangers, you never know that uh, whether or not you, you probably are fixed into the memories of some people that you know them, you just would be surprised that they remember certain things about you, but also some people that you don't know probably have some sort of memory tied to you that maybe they think of all the time maybe they never think of but what's bizarre about someone who's like a celebrity who's really in the public consciousness is that um like there are people who think about them every day which is really bizarre yeah um and that that almost even on what's interesting with the internet is it's really created like many celebrities even to where it's like there are people i follow on like twitter who aren't like that huge but they've never met me in my life they probably don't even like know my name unless maybe i like their tweet or something but that's among a sea of thousands of people yeah and so it's like it's interesting that for them and it's probably frankly part of the reason people might get kind of like addicted to social media and all that and posting because there's something really fascinating about the idea that when someone with a ton of followers tweets something there are thousands sometimes millions of people who now will think about them that day because they'll see that tweet come across their timeline and so it's kind of interesting to think about how um but but so that's kind of on the bigger scale of like how big it can get but i i do i don't have much to add because i i think you really covered this topic interestingly i kind of almost don't want to take away or distract from what you've already said because it gave me a decent much to think about i've thought about things that way somewhat but you've made me look at things even more so on that topic. But um, yeah, it's just really interesting that there are some p- people get insecure. So sometimes they'll be like, don't worry. Like no one's like remembering that dumb thing you did. But at the same time, it's almost kind of interesting to think like, what do people remember you for? You know, yeah, like yeah. what, what sticks in people's mind about you? Because there's for most people in your life, there's something, multiple things about them that stick in your mind about them. And that kind of forms your impression of who that person is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is almost specifically related to strangers though. Like I, I think that we shouldn't be worried at all if a yeah. stranger has some memory of us permanently embedded in their minds that's negative because it doesn't matter what they think. We'll never encounter yeah. them again. I don't, I don't care. They don't know me. Uh, we should be worried about the the people that we do know that know us that what negative things they remember about us that's what we should worry about yeah but um 
just all in all, we don't know them. They don't know us and they never ever will. But for one reason or another, uh, they're stuck in our minds or we're stuck in theirs. And for some reason we hang on to that memory. And to me that just in summary, it's just, it's beautiful and it's scary and all around. It's just, it's fascinates me. Yeah. That's interesting. So that was, that was a little bit more uh, introspective than we typically get into on <laughs> not all bad, but, um, all around good episode today. Um, so I'm glad that we I'm glad that we are able to swing wildly from Bachelorette to this. <laughs> Me too. Um, that's gonna wrap up the show, episode 24 of Not All Bad. You can like us on SoundCloud, subscribe, and leave a review on iTunes. I'd actually really like to uh, request that we focus on the ratings and reviews this week. Um, we had a lot of good feedback, like I said, from the drunk episode. A lot of people that uh, haven't interacted with the show before uh, came out to let us know what they thought and helped us put together those uh, rapid-fire topics, which is awesome, in addition to a lot of people that uh, are longtime participants in the show, so both groups we appreciate. Um, if you're a member of either one and you haven't left a rating or review on iTunes, please do. Uh, it, would, it would be really nice to get, get uh, a few more. We haven't had one in a long time. It doesn't have to be well thought out or anything, uh, although the more well thought out it is, the better. It doesn't matter. I mean, we've had people jump on there and just say, good show or whatever, which we appreciate just as much. Um, so again, uh, two things I'd really like to just stress on this week that would just mean a ton to Paul and I is um, rating, leaving a rating and review on iTunes and uh, continue to share the show with uh, people who don't already listen. That would be uh, awesome. Um we are, again, available on Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And you can talk to us on Twitter at notallbadshow at gmail.com. You can reach us by email at notallbadshow at gmail.com. Oh, sorry, did I get to Twitter in the email yeah, next up? You, you, you listed the email at the Twitter part. Whoops. Okay, so Twitter's at notallbadshow. You can email us at notallbadshow at gmail.com. Uh, please, please, please send in random rant idea topics subject line random rant idea your topics in the body send one or as many as you'd like we'll put them in the list uh and we'll we'll get to them at some point in the show but we're running dangerously low so it would mean a lot if you could uh, just take a couple minutes and submit some and finally we're accepting uh guests like i said uh so you can reach out not all bad show at gmail.com and we'll uh find a space for you you can be the second guest on the show at this point uh, and we'll help you find topics if you don't already have them or uh, help you prepare if you do. Uh, any any closing thoughts from you, Paul? I think that's all I got. You've got me really introspective from your last topic. I know. I'm kind of feeling that way too. So why don't we wrap it up here and uh, reflect on our lives afterwards. Uh, this <laughs> has been episode 24 of Not All Bad. Uh, and I'm Zach Andrews. And this is Paul Massman. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening. 